Good morning, family. How are you feeling after that worship session? Wasn't it amazing? Jeez, if I must say, uh, Greg was right now. Jaden really, uh, she really nailed um, oceans. Amen? Wow, man. What a privilege to be standing up here and worshiping with my own little daughter. It's amazing. I was going to say something else, but <laughs> I was going to say seed. <laughs> Isn't it amazing, right? Yes, if you just do things God's way, these are the pleasures of life. Amen? Kids that walk like giants, kids that are stable, kids that are focused on the things that count in life. Amen? And it all comes out of mine and your home. Amen? It doesn't come from anywhere else. It comes from mom and dad following the word, staying true to the message, disciplining themselves, their children, their household by the power of God's word. Amen? It's not rocket science. How many of you guys know this? And it's not like the special kind of grace that's on everybody. No, 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 no. You know, we've got a weird uh, idea of grace nowadays in the church where people will say, I was telling the guys the other day, I was saying, you know, people look at somebody who's like really good at what they do, somebody who's exceptional and have gotten to a certain uh, uh, status in life, and people say, yes, man, you know, but God's really blessed that guy. So much grace. That's not grace. Did you guys know that's not grace? That's hard work. That's discipline. Amen? If it was God's grace, if, if that was all you needed, okay, then every single Christian that you know should be at the top of their game. They should be absolutely successful. Amen? They should be standing out in society. No, God's grace is there. Yes, God's grace is for everyone. It's a portion to everyone equally. But it's those who drill down. And they say, I want, the, I want everything that you have for me. If I'm a golfer, I'm going to play golf all day long. Something, I, I love this, this story about Gary Player. How many of you guys are old enough to remember Gary Player? Remember him? Yeah, you remember him. Now, he actually won, I mean, he was like the top-ranked golfer worldwide for decades. I mean, nobody could catch him. He was the pride of South Africa. How many of you guys remember that? You know? And um, one thing that stood out about Gary Player was, the fact that he was such a hard worker at his trade. And he won, I think it was like the 10th open in a row or something. I can't remember exactly the details. And you know, every time you win a golfing tournament, you get the jacket and then you go to the award ceremony and you get your big paycheck. You know those big paychecks, those ones that are like this big. I still want to get one of those one day. You know, and it's like 2 million or whatever it is. And then they walk around with that big paycheck. And at this ceremony, after winning the tournament, the, the Open, I can't remember if it was the SA Open or whatever it was, but it was another major one, he didn't show up. He wasn't at the ceremony. And his, his coach actually had to take uh, all the stuff on his, on his behalf. And guess where he was, guys, when his coach found him? He was in the bunker practicing his sand shots. When the coach got up to him, he said to him, what's going on? He was like, listen, man. Yeah, it's fine. I wanted or whatever. But in my game today, I dropped, two, I dropped two shots because of the bunker. And he was spending time in the bunker hours and hours until the sun went down, even into the evening, working on his bunker swing. That's why he stands out. Amen? That's why he was the best of the best. Amen? Lazy people will say, yeah, no, that's just God's grace. No. There is your duty. Your duty is to take the gift that God's given you and turn it into something exceptional. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, there's no excuses with grace, my brother. You know, it's not a get out of jail free card. 
Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Are you guys awake this morning? Awesome. So this morning is going to be a little interesting because um, the title of this thing is called Know Your Stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, Know Your Stuff. And it might touch a couple of little uh, things inside your heart, okay? But uh, it needs to. It's something that we need to address. And uh, you'll see on the message that I put out, it was um, something to do with government overreach and how we've got to be prepared. Amen? So obviously, we've just come out of this crazy pandemic or plandemic, should I say. And uh, we all know what it stole from us. Um, There's even a song that said, We Lost Dancing. Have you guys heard that song? We lost dancing for a couple of months. You couldn't go to the nightclubs. Even, even the world was crying out that they lost dancing. But what we lost was we lost church gathering. Amen? We lost going to the gym, recreational sports outside, going to work, having the choice and freedom to do what God has given us legally as his children. Amen? We lost that. And the craziest thing uh, for me was how the church responded to this thing. Family, if I can tell you how many Pastors took me on on Facebook, Bash will know, Grant will know. Pastors around Boxburg, South Africa, even overseas, challenged me on what I was saying because I said, listen, guys, when does the church push back? When does the church say no? When does the church turn to the government and say, stop? Everybody just went with the flow like sheep to the slaughterhouse. Amen. And there was a few of us that stood up and, and took a stand, and we didn't even get as much pushback from, from authorities as, as we did from the church. It was crazy. And right there and then, I had to ask myself, Lord, what is the condition of the heart of the church? I mean, Mark and I have discussed this thing over and over again. This thing really hit me. And I was like, Lord, what is the condition of the church? The greatest body of people on this planet. Apparently, we are two billion in strength. Two billion Christians, confessing Christians today on this planet, couldn't muster up enough strength to say or do anything. How many guys are with me on this? I mean, people actually took me on in in this church. People left. They said, why did you talk about the vaccines? Why did you talk about the government stuff? You should just preach the gospel, brother. We don't want to hear about politics. Do you know that there's an old saying? Where every bra, every family get together you go to, they say, listen, we can talk about anything, guys, but just let's not talk about uh, uh, politics and faith. The two very things that will affect your life more than anything else Amen? There are people in the government making policies about your life. You'd better well know what they are talking about. You better well know what stand they take. Amen? They are slowly but surely every day eroding your rights, your God-given rights. And you want to sit and have a lack of braai with a calling black label. Let's not talk about that stuff, guy. Let's talk about... Uh, Springboks. The only time they want to talk about politics is when the Springboks lose. <laughs> but where's our priorities, guys? Amen? We're the government of God. We need to know our stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, know your stuff, brother. Know your stuff. Let's not talk about politics. Let's not talk about religion. Okay. We'll see how that works out for you in a couple of years. 
just because you dug your, your head in the sand like an ostrich doesn't mean the lion can't see you. Amen? I don't care how nice your butt looks. It ain't going to help you. Are you with me? When you bring you, in the next moment you pop your head out of the sand, the ostriches next to you got like a rainbow color flags on them. You've got a problem. Are you with me? So this was, I have to get to this quick because we want to we wanna push through here. So, but it's more of a teaching today than a preaching. But it's something that's very important and something that we have to know. We have to go there as a church. Amen? We have to. We can't be a bunch of ostriches. Okay? So we got this dilemma in the Bible and it's called Romans 13. Romans 13, 1 to 5 talks about how, and listen here, we've got people throughout the body of Christ who claim to be Romans 13 absolute, what's it, absolutes, absolutists, Jess, absolutists, okay, and they were the guys that stood up and said, you better not uh, step out of line. You better follow the government. Whatever the government says, you better do. Because in Romans 13, 1 to 5, the Bible tells us this. Okay, cool. Let's go read it. Let's go read it, family. Let every soul be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. That judgment is not talking about judgment from God. It's talking about judgment from the authorities. You might land up in the chuki, like we used to say in the south, or the joint. I don't know. What's the other ones? Tronk. Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> okay, so, for rulers are not a terror to good works. For, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do you, what is good, and you will have praise from the same, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Okay, it's pretty clear, isn't it? We as Christians and un- un- as in good service to the Lord, we must follow the ordinances of the government. Amen? Turn to person next to you say, we must obey the government. Amen. So, this is where it gets tricky because Romans 13 becomes a big problem for the body of Christ. Okay? Where does it get tricky? I'm going to cut right to the chase because of time. Is that okay with everybody? So, we've got to first understand something. Who set up government? How does government work, okay? Who created it? Who gave it its responsibilities? And how are we told to respond to it, amen? There's three kinds of government, okay? When you come into the body of Christ, just by the way, you belong to a body. You are a member of a actual body, and we have a head governor. His name is Jesus, amen? And you are called to Worship, obey, and follow Jesus above any and all other authority. Did you know that? I will show you that in the scriptures. But this is what you have to understand. Now, that same Jesus created three governments. Okay, the first government is the church. Okay, the church has this service or ministry. It's the ministry of word and sacrament. Okay, that is set up by God. 
The civil government, which is, say again? Oh, sorry. I'm going a bit, bit fast. So the first government entity we have is called church governance. Okay? Okay? The ministry of word and sacrament. Okay? Then civil government. <laughs> the second one is the civil government, Romans 13, 1 to 5, which we just read, which is the ministry of justice and protection. Okay? And the third one, which is Matthew 19, 4 to 6, you can go check it out. Uh, uh, did I give you the, the reference for the first one? It's Ephesians 2.20, okay? And the third one is the family, the government of the family. The family administers what? It administers health, education, and welfare. Amen? Now, you must understand something. All three of these have been established by God, directly from His Word. He created them. So he makes the rules for them, and he assigns their respective responsibilities. Amen? Are you with me? He created. You must understand something. In the Western world, in this civilized uh, section of the world, which we call the Judeo-Christian culture, all of our laws, have you, do you see today, they still put their hands on the Bible when they swear in somebody, uh, somebody into office in the courts, a judge, or, a, or a, are you with me? They still say, are you, willing to, are you prepared to say the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God? Which God? The God that created all these laws that come from the Bible originally. God set this thing up from the beginning. Amen? We know today we have laws in place. That's why in the Western world, Judeo-Christian culture world, okay, we have Muslims running to these areas. Why? Because they come from a theocracy. They come from a setup of government where it's not ruled by the Word of God. And their women get treated badly. Children get treated badly. I don't know what happens with other sectors of society, but there are disparities with, between men and women and children. And Are you with me? But in the Judeo-Christian culture, in the Western world, the way it's always been is, listen, you can go to any one of them, and we know how to look after the elderly. We know how to treat women equally. We know how to serve children. We understand what it means to, to run the nuclear family. Are you with me? We are the representation of God, and we have been for the last however many hundred years, hundreds of years. And that's why we have Muslims coming to Western world. We don't have Western people running to the Muslim world. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed Africans don't run to African countries more they run to South Africa, but remember, South Africa was based on a Christian culture. Originally, those old Boer Fort trekkers, when they got here, you know why they came here in the first place? Because they were running away from the Catholic Church and persecution of the Pope. They came here to be free, and they came here to set up a, a, a society where they could be free under the rule of God. Amen. Everything went south when the Brits got you. We all know that. Unfortunately, I don't know if you are anyone British here. We forgive you. You're forgiven. But that's originally the plan of why they came here. Okay? And they met up with other cultures and whatever. And obviously what happened was uh, the Christian culture prevailed. 
And we were, we were set up government-wise government according to the Scriptures. And that's why we've had such a good life here. That's why America has had a good life. That's why England has had a good life. That's why uh, Hungary and all the, all the Western, even the Eastern European countries were established on the rule of God. These three governments. Amen? Don't take for granted what you've got. Don't take for granted what you've got. This is a problem with the church today. The church doesn't know its stuff. And we saw that take place during COVID. They didn't know how to respond to government overreach. They had no answer. You know why? Because they're all chasing big houses, big cars. They're prosperity ministry. And they've lost their soul. Are you with me? They lost their soul to the stuff. And while they're trying to accumulate the stuff, evil men have come into power and they are changing the laws, the rules that God set up. And the church is just sitting with a mouthful of teeth. And unfortunately, our leaders, like it says in Isaiah 42, it's always the leaders of the body of Christ that are the reason why we go into slavery or we, or we get done in by the devil. It's what we taught. It's how we led. Do you know that everything rises and falls according to leadership? Everything. If a house is not operating, it's because the father's not taking leadership. Amen? It's as simple as that. So we've got to understand this. I, mean, I just want to give you a famous quote by ex-president of, of the Netherlands, and this is what he said. Jeez, man, I really don't have so, uh, enough time. But uh, His name was Abraham Caper, Abraham Caper and he said, in any successful attack on freedom, now listen to this, the state can only be an accomplice. Okay, the government can only be an accomplice. The chief culprit is the citizen. Listen, the chief culprit is the citizen of that country who forgets his duty and wastes away his strength in the sleep of sin and pleasure and loses the sense of his own initiative. Let me say that again. In any successful attack on freedom, the state can only be an accomplice. The chief culprit is the citizen who forgets his duty and wastes away his strength in the sleep of sin and pleasure and loses the sense of his own God-given initiative. We can't blame nobody. We've got to go look in the mirror. Do we know the Bible? Do we know our stuff? Or are we all just on our father's yacht, cruising? Just cruising. No, God's in, God is in control. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. You know? Really? Yeah, whatever will be, will be. Whatever the government says will be, it will be. Are you with me, guys? You know, maybe let me just point, you, point out, you know, in Romans 13, 1 to 5, if you just go back there. And we saw what uh, 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 Paul wrote. But I just want to point out to you, and now they've got these absolutists who say, this is it, and you must, and you must follow this and nothing else. If you, if you don't, you're a disobedient Christian. You're a bad boy. Okay? Let me tell you something. Can I point out the fact that the man who wrote that, not long after writing that, he was accused of sedition, and he was killed. Hello? Let's think about it, folks. The same man who wrote those words was 
in a very short time after that, murdered by the same authority that he was speaking about. If you go a little further on, you'll see in 14, I think it's 14, the people he wrote that to, the people he wrote that statement to, will face the same persecution, the same death for what they believed. So that leaves us in a situation here. Hello? What's the situation? Situation is, whoa, do we obey the government? Do we not obey the government? How does this work? Well, it's actually very simple. See, because God, uh, uh, Paul's writing to the church, straightforward. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that are appointed by God uh, exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will be will bring judgment upon them. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Is Ramaphosa? <laughs> I got to be careful here. <laughs> okay, but but just the truth. Now, are, are you guys ready for this? This is gonna <coughs> in the gut. Okay, are you ready? Guys, as I wrote it down, let me just go back there. <laughs> I don't want to speak out of what the Holy Spirit gave us here. Okay. I'm almost there. Hold on. Hmm. What time? We said what time we're starting. Did you say what time we're finishing? <laughs> we got you guys. We got you. So is President Ramaphosa... Forza, how do you say it? Forza. Hippo eyes. You know hippo eyes. Okay. Is hippo eyes the Caesar of South Africa? Is he the Caesar? Because I've been told by the Bible that I must submit to government authority. So I'm asking you, is Ramaphosa the Caesar of South Africa? Are you as a citizen... Okay, are you a subject to the kingdom or the Caesar? Or the kingdom, are, are you? Are you a subject to Caesar? Hello? Okay, some will say yes, some will say no. Okay. So we've got to ask ourselves a question. Are we in the same position that Paul was in? Are we? No. Why? Because we have something called a constitutional democracy. Hello? Hello? A constitutional democracy is way different to a Caesar or a monarchy. Are, are you with me? You are talking about a totally different system, folks. In actual fact, when you are in a... Uh, uh, um, democracy, and as a citizen, you are a, a, a partaker of the authority and the rules and the regulations because you put the authority into power with your vote. Was Paul able to vote for who would be Caesar? If he did, I'm sure you would have voted for one that wouldn't kill him. Hello? Are you with me? So we've got to understand something, folks. We are not under a monarchy or a kingdom, we do not have a ruler. We have a people-appointed president. Okay. And the president himself, who is appointed by us, works for 
us. Just by the way, folks. Okay? So if our appointed president steps out of line according to a document called the, the Constitution. Hello? Who's disobeying authority? Not me. He is. If the Bill of Rights tells me that I'm allowed to keep a gun and bear a gun, then an emergency act gets put in, or a rule, not a law, gets put in by the government, and he says, you must leave your gun at home, or you must hand your gun in. And I, as a citizen, I say, hold on a second, according to what I read here in the Constitution, because I can read. See, you don't actually need a degree, you just need to be able to read. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to have somebody that's gone to university and done constitutional law. Rubbish. Stop making them make you think, allowing them to make you think that you are disqualified. Are you with me? You're not. You can read. Read the Constitution. So in the Bill of Rights, you're allowed to keep, you're allowed to bear a gun, an arm, okay? A weapon. Self-protection. So you decide not to follow the law, that rule that gets put in, you keep the gun, and you, you, you bear the gun, you walk around with it on your, on your side, and the cops come and arrest you, and you go to jail. In my eyes, you're a hero. You're a hero. Why? And not only are you a hero, you are an obedient Christian, because you are obeying the Constitution of South Africa. Are you with me, folks? So if all of us just keep quiet and we over-comply to everything that the government says, we're actually weak and evil. Because if the government overrides the Constitution, which is the supreme authority of this country, we are not obeying Romans 13. Hello? We're not obeying, we're not exercising our God-given rights. Are you with me? So what do we do? What do we do when there's a situation like now they, the, the reason why I'm talking about this today is because what they're doing is they're talking about bringing back masks. They're talking about, apparently in Phoenix, Phoenix, everybody's wearing a mask. There's a mask mandate as, as far as I know. But in America, certain cities have now been placed under um, uh, mask mandates and other stuff is coming because there's a new variant now. There's a new variant. What's it called? Oh, well. <laughs> in actual fact, uh, um, this new variant, just out of interest, it's called Iris. Do you, know, do you know what Iris means? It means God of War. Could it possibly be this is the one that they use to war against your rights and take away everything that they try to take away the first time? Could it be? We can't sit on our laurels and just go, hey, yo, maybe, maybe not. Hello? We are men of God. We've got to stand up. Exercise what God has given us. Know our stuff. Amen? Pleasure seekers. You know what the funny thing is? They're always seeking pleasure everywhere. But they never go and seek pleasure in the stuff that matters. The stuff that's actually going to bring you safety, security, a stable mind. They're looking for holidays and timeshare. 
It's crazy, guys. The world has become so weak. We've lost our initiative. We've lost who we are, our standing. We must know who we are in God. And we must know our rights as a citizen. We must exercise them. If we don't, they'll take it all away. They won't just stop where they did last time. Trust me, they wanted to go all the way. They were just watching and waiting to see how far you'd let them go. Amen? So if anyone comes to you and says that you are against the government and you're ungodly, you say, no, 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 no. If I am following the Constitution, I am more godly than you following an illegal authority. Putting illegal rules over and above the Constitution. Amen? See, people don't read the Bible with common sense anymore. They read the Bible and, and they don't realize that Paul was under a Caesar. They don't realize that the second century Jew lived in a totally different world. They don't realize that Paul and Peter and James and John fought and died so that you could have that constitutional freedom that you have today. And we've forgotten about it. We don't care about the work they've done because we don't even take church serious. This generation, church is about getting some goosebumps at the latest Yilsong concert. Or coming to church and hearing a good message and then going back home and just whatever, whatever. You've got to know your stuff. You've got to know who you are. Amen? You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to know your rights as a citizen. Turn to the person next to you and say, know your stuff, man. So what am I saying? Am I saying that we don't comply? No, I'm saying we do comply. But I'm saying we comply with the Constitution, not with the bossy pence that's in power. And maybe he has fallen to corruption. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. I'm not saying anything. All I know is, is he's not actually paying tax because he, he's got the, the bank of, of SOFA. And he keeps dollars there. Are you with me? <laughs> he keeps dollars there. So is, is he compliant? Oh, okay. So I should just follow an evil man, a man with no integrity, a government with, with no godly wisdom. I must just follow them. They said there's a pandemic out here and it's killing people. It's wiping them out. Do you know that I went to visit people in hospitals during that, during the pandemic? Do you know? They said that the pandemic is filling the hospitals. I went to Sunwood Park Hospital. You asked my wife. I can't remember why I was there. I asked the lady, I said, where's all the pandemic patients? I walked through the hall. She said, no, they're all at the back. It's been quarantined. If you know me, tell me, don't go there. I'm going to go there. I was like, I'm going to go check this out. I walked all the way up there, and I was like, I've never seen that, that hospital so quiet in my life before. Guys, man, what do we do? We've got we to wake up. We can't just be, uh, we've got to, <laughs> I mean, the evidence was there. I mean, when do we say no? When do we say stop? Yes, we comply. But when it's obvious that it's evil or there's something behind it, we don't comply. When it goes against the Constitution, takes away your rights, come on, just think about it. Just think about this fact. Okay, yes, there's this big bad pandemic out there and it's wiping everybody out. Okay? The hospitals are full. 
What was the other stuff they said? You all of a sudden, a drug that, two drugs that have been in, uh, dispensed for the last 40 years, been given to pregnant women and children, hydro, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Over four decades, they had been giving this to patients. Over millions and millions of people had used it on a long-term basis. It was as safe as Panado. Some doctors say it's safe as Panado. All of a sudden, unsafe, only used for horses. Veterinary dispensary, not for human consumption or use or whatever it is. Not allowed to use it. Come on. We've got to think. Amen? This is the problem with Christians today. Did you know that God's asking you to use your brain? We can't just walk around and say, oh, grace, you know, we are the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm seated in heavenly places. You're seated in heavenly places, but Jesus is there. You're not. Amen? You're there with him. He's the one that's seated. You get to sit because he sits. But you are down here in a real world and you've got to live it out according to the word. With faith, man. Are you with me? So when do we say no? When do we say stop? When do we say the water has to start rolling uphill? When do we do this? All of a sudden, hospitals are full, but they're not full. Ivermectin is dangerous, but it's been used for 40-something years. We can't gather uh, in church. Uh, all religious freedoms are suspended. Hello? Okay, religious gatherings are suspended. We're not allowed to come into this building together. We're not allowed to uh, partake of the communion. We're not allowed to pray. We have to stay because stay at home because bossy pen says so. Okay? When do we say no? The next moment, the election, sorry, I'm spitting all over the place. The next moment, the election gets suspended. They try to do that in America. They're going to try and do it now again because that's why they're bringing it back. So we're just sitting there and we're going along with the flow. The next moment, they suspend the election. Now that corrupt government stays in power for another year. And while they are in power for another year, guess what? They got all the top lawyers that they are paying and they're reworking the Constitution. And the church is just sitting there. Two billion of us. You know, Jesus come, Jesus come. Guys, this is serious stuff. This thing hit me big time. Because the men of God that I looked up, in my, looked up to in my life, they crumbled in front of me when they had to make a decision. They crumbled. Why? Because there was the easy way out, say, listen, no, just listen to the government. It was the easy way out. Why did you take a stand? Why did you take a stand? You are a shepherd. You're the gatekeeper of God's people. Amen? You let them slip by. You allowed the wolf to come in and be the teacher. Amen? When do we say no? So they suspend government and, I mean, they suspend uh, election and they just work it, work it, work it. And eventually, 
every right, every freedom that you've ever enjoyed, that your fathers and forefathers set up for you to enjoy, gets taken out from underneath you like someone ripping the rug out from under your feet. Then what? Then what? Amen? You know, when you come into the body of Christ, you're not joining the golf club. You're not joining the chess club. You are the body of Christ. You are the government of heaven on earth. It is your duty unto your own soul and your own heart and your own brother, your own children, your neighbor, to know your stuff, take responsibility. Are you with me? Be a leader in all aspects. Not just a worship leader, now I'm a worship leader, that's it. No, 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 you're a worship leader. But you've got to go home and you've got to lead. Lead your children. Amen? You've got to lead. You are the representative of God. Do you know that you literally are his hands and feet? You are a new creation in Christ. You're not just a part of something. You're literally his body. He is literally your head. And in order for us to live these weak lives that are just so faithless and all we're doing is running around trying to make a buck and put some, get a new bucky and uh, uh, whatever it is, put new rims on our cars and get the new latest outfits and, and that's all we work for. That's all. Man, I promise you, while you're chasing that stuff, it's all going to get taken away from you. Amen? Are you with me, family? Are you with me? We've got to stand together. We've got to do this together. We've got to stand as the church together. It's easy to come arrest me or bash or whoever, but it's, very, it's, it's way more difficult if all of us are pulling our weight together and we're researching the Constitution and we, and we uh, as, as Christians, uh, uh, Christian citizens, we are knowing what, what our rights are and we stand up for our rights together. You can't just put it on the pastor. He's one man. Amen? You are as much his hands and feet as I am. We just got a, a different portfolio. Hello? Guys, this is serious stuff. I know we're going up in the rapture, but we don't know how sour and how bad it's going to get before we go. And that does not give us an excuse to sit back and be weak, evil people with no backbone. The Bible says, I mean, no, not the Bible. The old quote says, the only thing that evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Do nothing. Hello. Come on, guys. Let's not sit back and just get told this time around if it does come around. But I, what I'm saying is, last time it hit us so hard that we didn't even have time to prepare. Amen? This time, we have time to prepare. Not only that, we've been through it. We've seen their moves. We've seen their motives. And we are much better, in a much better position. Amen? Come on. Are you with me? Are we going to sit back and allow them to do it again? 
No ways. No ways. Are you scared of going to jail? Bash has been there many times. <laughs> no shame once he was he was caught speeding and they took him straight to the chuki. <laughs> and if you know Bash like I know Bash guys, he doesn't like to do anything out of line. He's such an honorable dude. But when he came to my house that day after he got out of jail, this guy was finished. Yeah. He thought this is the greatest sin on earth. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> we go for the gospel for sure. Amen? If you are, are, are following the Constitution, and the Constitution says, this is your right, this is your right, and somebody comes and overrides it, and you go along with it, you're gutless. Amen? I'm serious, guys. The only reason why the church fell for this thing is because... Unfortunately, over the last 50 years, 60 years, the prosperity message has uh, uh, despined the church. The leaders today are all about building big buildings, having bodyguards and nice fancy cars. And all they concentrate on is a tithe message. I'm telling you, bro. You know it's the truth, Mark. You've been there. Come on, how many guys have been in church over the last 20 years? There we go. Uncle Greg knows exactly what I'm talking about. He's been there, done that. But what I was saying is, is that you are the body of Christ. Amen? You are a governor. You've got to know your stuff. You've got to, you've got to know the word. You can't play with the word. Know the word. Know your rights. Know your citizenry. Amen? Your citizenship and the rights that come with it. Know it. Make this stuff uh, uh, important in your life, priorities in your life, so that you can't be beguiled and deceived. Amen? Imagine the power you have as a principal. You're a principal, right? Imagine the power you have as a principal in the school if you take that stand. Wow. And if you take that stand as a principal, every single one of the women and men in this church will come stand with you. You may, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Amen. There where Pastor uh, Didi said, the only thing evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. So I actually sent that to my principal's phone because we are having a lot of issues at the moment at school with, it, with, with certain aspects there. And I don't want to go into too much detail now. But um, I actually needed to hear that today. Because tomorrow I'm gathering my management team and, and this is going to actually lead the discussion that we will have tomorrow morning about issues my family, my parents, my children know about everything that uh, I have endured for the last 12 years at school because of certain things. But um, I'm still there. I'm still going strong. I'm still needed at that school. Um, I have heard that from the Holy Spirit. 
And um, I actually needed to hear this today. That's all that I need to say. It is going to go forward the right way. The way it has to go forward. Let me tell you something. A Christian uh, believing uh, uh, teacher or principal is more needed now than ever. So don't you ever listen to the devil. You are more needed now than ever. Amen? Especially in a public school setting. Amen. You go take your stand. You take your stand. Are oh, there we going to Shaman? Um, we also had a scenario this week where our painter went to Brits and he stopped halfway on the road. Uh, the authority pulled him over and they wanted a thousand rand uh, from him. And he phoned me and he said, please, madam, can you help me and give me a thousand rand? So I said, for what? He says, no, they pulled me off and they want a thousand rand. And I said to him, you tell them they can put you in jail, they can lock you up, give you a ticket, but you're, you're not paying them. You know what? He told them, I haven't got money. My madam said, I'm not paying you any bribes. And they let him go and he went. That's it. That's it. Praise the Lord. I love it when they try and bribe me. Eh? I love it. Because halfway through the bribe, they say, so where are you going? Which I say, I'm going to church. They say, why are you going to church? I say, I'm a pastor. <gasps> and, then, <laughs> and then it turns from a bribe session into, pastor, please pray for me. I promise you. It's been 10, 10 20 times I've prayed on the side of the street with a bribery and corruption officer. I promise you. Sure. That's the truth. You need it now more than ever. Amen? Come on. Anyone else? Come. Come share. We're the body. Come. Come share, Mark. Well, there, uh, Pastor Mark Dunn. Uh, Didi, well done. I commend you on your boldness uh, to bring this message at this time because the church sorely needs it and yes. uh, men at home need it to stand up because, yeah, there's been a lot of evil going on. Can you put... Uh, uh, verse 4 on the screen, please, of that scripture that you had. Preach it, brother. Come on, give him a round of applause. <laughs> for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. So if you take the context of, the, of verse 1 and 2, and you read it with verse 3 and 4, there's context. So they talk about obeying the government, Right. What is the government supposed to do? He's a terror to the evildoer. That's right. So you must obey the government, yes. But he's God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, now how are we doing evil when we do good? If you are resisting unjust laws that are evil themselves, yep. how are you doing evil? Exactly. There so we go. must read the scriptures in context 100%. to add to what you've said. For sure. So I didn't do evil. During that time, did any of you? Were, were you an evil person because you never wore a mask? Were you? That's the point. So, mm -hmm. so he, the government is a terror to the evildoer. Be afraid because he does not bear the sword in vain. And they are supposed to be a terror to the evildoer, not yes. to the good doer, not yes. to the good citizen. 100%. Who is a Christian who, even not a Christian, but yeah. for us who are Christians, who do good, who do our best, who pray for others, who in, indeed lead, uh, bring them to God in prayer. Amen. So, uh, we didn't do evil. No, we didn't. So, if we you didn't. do evil, you can expect the sword over your head. 
And, and that's that how right. God has set it up. And that is exactly. right. Exactly. And we have not done evil. 100%. 100%. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. Sorry, I had to go through this thing because of time. Time, yeah. But we need to speak about this stuff. Amen. It's important, guys. It's important. We need to be edified, educated, built up. Mark over the side, please, uh, Adley. So we had her waiting for the mic. <laughs> Morning, everyone. Um, and I just want to say, you know, that responsibility, because um, everyone here would agree that it's not easy being the voice that stands for what's good, all right? Because we are surrounded by communities that are evil, selfish, you know, whatever it is. But I'm telling you now, you got to have faith in God, trust in his grace, and you got to stand for that. Get involved in your households, in your families. Get involved in your communities, you know what I'm saying? If you've got community groups, if you've got all these things, whatever, get involved. Get involved with what's happening here in this country. You know, there's, there's so many law firms in this country that are making it uh, um, accessible to the public to know the laws that they want to change. Every bill constitutionally has to be put out for comment. If the public don't approve, it doesn't get passed, right? If we're standing back and we're saying, oh, look at what they're doing. Listen, if you didn't put your signature on the thing against it, don't complain. Shut up and follow them. It's just how it is. Are you guys, oh, I'm too busy. You know, I had so many emails today, Pastor. Guys, your email can wait. This is, we're talking about the land we're living in. Are you with me? Let's take a stand and let's hold ourselves and each other accountable. No, I don't want spam in my inbox. Create a different email. Whatever you have to do, but have some responsibility. Because I tell you now, even though we may have the mindset, ah, we won't feel it in our lifetime. There's lives coming after us, guys. You know, we had, uh, we had uh, you know, the gas bottles, the guys deliver, you know, it's a home. And this guy that came to the house, he was probably in his late 60s, you know. He's working because it was just after lockdown. Now. I mean, everyone's going back to work. All the money's gone, you know, all that stuff. And we're busy talking, and I'm there. I'm helping him take the bottles off the trucks, you know. And, and, um, and he'll be busy talking. He asks what I'm doing and everything. And he says, you know, I really feel sorry for your age group. I'm like, huh? Why do you feel sorry for me? What's going on? He's like, no, I've seen what they're doing. You guys aren't going to have a life. He said, I saw what they were doing in my time, but we did nothing about it, and now you guys are the ones suffering. Let's have a vision beyond ourselves, guys. Rapture could be next month. Great. It could be in 10 years. Great. Let Christ come and find us working. Let him come and find us being ambassadors of his kingdom. Let him come and find us doing good. Amen? It's our job. Why? Because we have the truth. Are you with me? Talk shows and, and other religions and politicians don't have truth. They've got self-serving motives that they've reasoned out to make it sound good. We have the truth, which is Christ himself. Are you guys with me? So please, let's make the decision. Yeah, we'll get ridiculed. We'll get cast out. We'll get arrested. I said for the gospel, I'd do it. For the gospel, I'd do it. Are you guys with me? Make the decision, guys. Let's get our spines back. Let's sit with God and clear these things in our hearts. When he says, don't run after the things of the world the, the way the pagans do, he meant it. He meant it. Seek that which is pure, that which is true. Amen. 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 So important, guys. 
so important. So yes, the church can thrive under an evil government. It can, it can exist and it can grow and all that kind of stuff. But does it make it right? No. You know, but let me tell you something. That doesn't mean that we sit back and we allow a communist government to take power. Do you know when, the government, when communist governments have come in in any other country in history, the first thing they shut down is churches? Did you know that? Did you know that the, a- the ANC is based on a communist agenda? It is. What Bash is saying is we've got to follow every single law that, uh, that gets put out to public and gazetted. We need to make sure we know and we say no or we say yes. Because it's quite open. They do have a communist agenda. I mean, who's that, that pastor from Pretoria? He let it slip for nine months, and then when he saw we couldn't gather during COVID for nine months, he started losing money. Then he came on, the, on TBN, and he was like, Pastor, uh, President Ramaphosa, we'll pray you out of power. You'll, we'll pray you out of power. Why? Because it was hitting their pockets. It was hitting the pews. The bags weren't going through the pews. Are you with me? That was the only reason the church said anything. It's disgusting. Amen? Are you with me? Can we stay on the subject for a couple of weeks? Are we good? We need to go there, guys. Don't be scared of it. Now, when you go home today, if you're at the bra and they say to you, we're not going to talk about religion or or, or whatever, you say, listen, yeah, we're going to talk about that very thing right now. And we will, because Bash Bash has got a good uh, uh, thing where he gets all those gazetted, um, who's that company that does it? Dear South Africa. We're going to put up Dear South Africa's, uh, uh, whatever they are, what do you call them? Um, Petitions, yeah, petitions. We're going to put those petitions up on our um, Telegram group. It's your duty to go get on there and do your part. Amen? Open the thing up, read it, and then comment like they ask, and then say yes or say no. It's your job. It's your duty. Do it. It's for your sake and your children's sake. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Give God a big shout of praise. Come on. <clears throat> Please don't go out there now and say, the pastor did he said, I don't have to listen to the government. That's not what we said. <laughs> listen to the message again if, if you missed it. But be, you know what I'm saying. Just listen to it again, please. Amen. <clears throat> Let's close in prayer. Everybody close your eyes. Father God, we just want to thank you for this, this sobering message, Lord. We want to thank you, Father, that it's bringing us back to true worship. Lord, you want us to go out there and, and spread the word. But we've got to learn to do it, Lord, in our conduct more than our words. 90% of us spreading the word is our lifestyle, the decisions we make, the stand we take, the persecution we endure. That's what will save the souls more than just a nice message. And Father, we've lost that as a church. We've lost that as a modern day church. So I pray, Lord, more than anything, that after today, let these folks, your beautiful children, your faithful men and women, let them go out into the world in their workplace, their family gatherings, and let them take a stand. And let them be seen for people of good conscience, good conduct, people who know what they're talking about, 
people who have put in the work to know their stuff. Not just because they want to be right, but because they want to walk in righteousness. Thank you for this message. Thank you today, Father. There's no evil people in this room. They're all good people. And today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I commission them with the courage of the apostles that went unto death for this specific work. I commission them today to go out there and be the modern-day generals, the modern-day leaders that could set up, a, set up for the new generation the good life with the good promises that you paid for us to have. I pray that in Jesus' mighty name. And all those who agree said, Amen. Amen. One more big shout of praise for the King of Kings. Come on. Let's celebrate the Lord this morning.